And welcome, welcome back. This is episode four of the David Honcast. Tonight's inebriation is brought to you by I'm completely sober. Uh, took too long between when I last drank and start this recording. I did have some uh, Allagash. Um, I think I was uh, this this new one that I was trying. I forgot what it was called. It's like a Halloween beer. It's their dark one. And then I followed that up with some Curo. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know shit about beer. Um, when I look at a beer menu, I go for the highest number on the alcohol by volume, and I pick that, and I say, that sounds really good. I'm an efficient drinker. Uh, I just uh, just want to get you know get to the get to the point of being hammered. Uh, I think that's called binge drinking, but uh, you know who's keeping track? Uh, I'm still I'm still a day late on this. Been feeling a little bit under the weather. <clears throat> uh, just been dealing with a runny nose and lots of fatigue. I slept a lot today. I had the day off from work. And I feel like I could have slept even more. And so uh, I'm just kind of hoping this subsides. haven't been able to really train over the last few days. Uh, I did rearrange my platform in the garage. Um, mainly because uh, I've got neighbors and I share a wall. And they were complaining about the amount of shock that was being felt um, through the slab under their into their residence when I'm dropping the bar. And because I like my neighbors, I decided to do something about it. So I bought some two-inch thick uh, tumbling mats, uh, two pieces, two feet by eight feet, and I put them under the edges so when I do drop the the barbell, um, it gives it something to to absorb some of the impact. But I also have uh, 10 inches worth of soft plyo boxes that would all I will also be using. And I was dropping it on there in the old setup, and my wife didn't, she couldn't even tell that I was lifting, so that's good. Just use the two-inch mats uh, for a little bit more reinforcement. Um, and I'm going to be totally honest, uh, I did that um, partly because I like my neighbors, but partially also because I, I need an HOA vote for an insurance policy, so... You know, politics and everything. Speaking of politics, I I, I had the unfortunate, um, I the the unfortunate um, what a, just unfortunate watching the presidential debate. I decided that I wanted to turn it on. And I, I came in late. I don't remember exactly where I came in. I don't think it really matters at this point. But uh, yeah, that was a shit show. I uh, I had to suffer through that. It was painful to watch. I don't uh, I don't think anybody. If if you're going to ask me who won, I'm going to say that uh, the viewers won when it ended because that was fucking terrible. Um, I don't think Biden won the debate more so than maybe Trump might have lost it in 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 a way. Um, you know, the thing is, I'm watching it, and Biden is just making up shit. He's just completely making up shit. And Trump needs to just shut the fuck up, because all he has to do is let Biden talk. And the thing is, he could just wait one more minute to get his point across, and the optics 
would look that much better. Um, but look, Trump is going to be Trump and he's going to do what he feels works for him until it starts to be a detriment to him or, you know, um, or he, you know, feels like he's off on some other, uh, tangent, but, um, you know, a couple of things that I noticed was the, the perpetuation of the lie that is Trump said that there were very fine people on both sides referring to white supremacists. Um, look, that whole, that whole interview, that con- press conference was a 13 or 14 minute long, uh, interview and it's readily available online. Like you can watch it. And if you watch it, he was asked a very specific question. And his comment of there being very fine people on both sides was regarding to the protests, the initial protests. And he even states, you know, obviously not the white supremacists, but they keep pushing this lie. And I don't think it's going to go away. And so I, I think, if anything, he needs to push back on that or someone needs to, uh, needs to clarify that with the truth. Uh, another thing I noticed was uh, Chris Wallace and uh, Joe Biden asking Trump to denounce white supremacists. And I noticed that he didn't do it, and some people were saying that he should have done it. And I don't agree because that's a false premise because it assumes that white supremacists and the far right, per se, were engaging in these riots on any meaningful level, and there's no evidence that's the case. So he has, he has, there's no reason to apologize for the, uh, you know, for, for or to, to denounce white supremacy or the far right when it comes to these riots. Uh, so I don't, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm glad he didn't, I'm glad he sort of just set that aside. Um, one thing that, that was funny that I noticed was Joe Biden went from saying, uh, he said that the, uh, the Green New Deal would pay for itself and then turns around and says, uh, I'm not for the Green New Deal. I don't. I don't know what that was all about. So, uh, so he's not for something that pays for itself. I don't know. Um, I've been reading a few comments from people um, in some groups that are Facebook groups and social media groups that I'm in, and they're commenting and complaining about how, you know, why does Trump have to be such a belligerent asshole, or he comes across as a bully? And I'm just thinking to myself, like, where have you been over the last? I don't know at the very least, four years. But, you know, let alone the last 30. I mean, look, we all knew he was a belligerent asshole. Nothing's going to change. Being a belligerent asshole got him into the White House. Um, And, you know, you, 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 you think that maybe the guy winning the presidency in quite possibly the biggest black swan event of this century um, is going to change anything that he's done since getting into that position. I don't, I don't think so. And so I'm, I'm perplexed as like, I, I can understand the sentiment as to why 
maybe people don't like that. I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I was watching it, you know, wishing that maybe he would just kind of tone it down a little bit. But he's the thing is, Trump has no reason to do that, at least in his mind. You know, one guy was saying that, well, you know, he resorts to these things when he feels like he's losing. And that assumes that Trump ever thinks that he's losing. I mean, when has this guy ever let on that he feels like he's losing? Now, he, he may feel like he's losing. I don't know. But I just don't think it's in his wheelhouse to, to sort of let it come across as though he thinks he's losing. I, don't, I just don't believe that to be him. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anything, I don't, I don't think tonight's debate performance, uh, hurt him with his base at all. I don't think so because, um, you know, his supporters are, are diehard supporters and, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, the, the MAGA folks are, 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 uh, you know, they're pretty resilient in their support for him. I don't think it did anything. I also don't think that uh, it, it negatively impacted how independents see him. Um, you know, the people keep trying to blame Trump for what's going on, the civil unrest and, and the economy and the shutdown. It's like, listen, because a dude is in office doesn't mean, especially at president, it doesn't mean that the president is responsible for everything that happens. I didn't feel that way when Obama was in office. I didn't feel that way when Bush was in office. And it's definitely not true now that Trump is in office. You know, when it comes to race relations and the civil unrest, all of these things are happening in very specific places. Trump pointed that out. And, uh, you know, at this point, it seems like he is sort of letting it be uh, in a way that allows... Um, you know, these, these, these Democrat-controlled cities to sort of reach their logical conclusion, especially their logical policy conclusions. Um, and, you know, the voters and the constituents are, you know, they're, they're reacting to that by, by leaving. They'll probably react to it at the polls. But I just don't think that independents are dumb enough to believe that what's happening is the fault of the president when a lot of these local politicians are on record of, you know, telling Trump to go fuck himself when he offers help or being passive in condemning riots and violence or just outright supporting or, or capitulating to rioters. Uh, I think independents see this. I don't believe that they see Joe Biden as a way forward or a solution to what's happening and what's ailing this country socially. Um, if anything, the far left, uh, you know, Joe Biden is, is trying to uh, appease the far, the far left in a way. Um, so I don't, I don't see him standing in their way at all. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, the New York Times. The, the good thing about the good thing about uh, um, recording late is that I, <laughs> I I pick up on a few things that I otherwise would have seen had I recorded 
uh, the day I was supposed to. But um, some controversy about Joe Biden that I'm seeing on, online and social media is when he was given that speech uh, to the soldiers and the right is, uh, they're up in arms about uh, what Joe Biden said. He uh, he'd said something about appointing somebody and as they were clapping, he said, um, you know, clap for that, you stupid bastards, or something along those lines. And, you know, the right is going, they're going nuts over it. And, you know, I just sort of pointed out to people, like he wasn't literally calling our U.S. soldiers stupid bastards. Uh, he was trying to speak to them sort of as one of them because... Uh, you know, I've been around the military growing up, uh, when, when I was living in Kansas, anytime we had a bunch of people over, it was just a bunch of soldiers and it was just nonstop shit talking. And that's how soldiers talk to each other. The problem is Joe Biden's not one of them. He's not down like that. So for him to say that, it's just a little awkward and, you know, maybe some people would take offense to that. But I'm just, I just, we need to pump the brakes on this a little bit because we, we need to not be the, the types of individuals who mischaracterize something that, you know, really clearly isn't what we want it to be. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people want Joe Biden to disrespect the military in that way, but you just watch the video it, it, you know, you can clearly tell he was, he was just, he was just fooling around. He was just trying to sort of, you know, pander to them in a certain way as Democrats do. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's something that, that the right is, 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 you know, overreacting to at this point and it'll probably die off. But, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, we need to, we need to sort of on occasion, sort of call out these mischaracterizations that happen on the right. So, you know, we don't, we, you know, we, we don't get called hypocrites or what have you. So, you know, just, just my two cents. Um, the New York Times released in for, uh, an entire piece. I just read this. I, I, that's, it's, it's why I'm recording so late. It's past midnight, but I was reading it, and, uh, you know, my, my sort of very short uh, take on the whole thing is that it was just one long, like, bloated piece on, uh, you know, how Trump legally used all tax loopholes to his benefit, employing many accountants, probably. Uh, and you know, my, my reaction to it is I don't care. I don't care that Trump paid no taxes in one year or didn't owe taxes in another year. This is what rich people do, especially business owners. That's what they do. And they've been doing it forever. And I think every person to one degree or another uses the tax system to pay as little as possible. You know, if anything, Trump said he, for a long time that, listen, he avoids taxes and that he's smart for doing that. And so at least he's not a hypocrite. He wants everyone to pay less taxes while he pays very little taxes. He's not like the people 
who pay, who, who, who do everything that they can. They employ a team of accountants to diminish their tax burden and then want to raise taxes on everybody else. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really care. And they were making a big deal about how, well, for 2016 and 2017, Trump only paid, he only owed $750 for each of those years in federal tax. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, but the, <laughs> but the thing is, it's, it's what's buried in the middle of the New York Times piece is that Trump paid over $5 million for those two years combined to the IRS, just paid, just paid $5 million to the IRS. And if it ends up that he owes money, he would just use that towards future tax payments. The IRS will gladly take his money. So even though he only owed $1,500 for the two years combined, he paid $5 million. So why, why doesn't anyone, why, you know, why, why are we conveniently just glossing over that? And also paid like $38 million in 2005. So even if he paid $38 million in 2005 and paid nothing for the next 10 years, it's still more money than a lot of us would even make in a lifetime. So I just, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's again, I think it's a big nothing burger. I don't think anybody on the right side of Trump gives a shit about whether or not he paid taxes. Um, that's like, you know, that's, that's like complaining about how he's an asshole. Like, we already knew this. He's been bragging about it. Uh, and quite frankly, none of us cared. There's a lot of people out there who think that him owing $750 was $750 too much. So, um, yeah, I think it was just a big hit piece. And, it, and they, they, uh, they were asked to, um you know, disclose their, their sources and, and, and this information exactly, you know, if anything, you don't want them to disclose the source, but say, listen, okay, so what, what information are you working off of? And of course the New York times refused. And, uh, you know, I think part of it too is a ploy to, to get Trump to release his, his tax information himself to prove them wrong. So, you know, again, I I just it's convenient that this came out now. Um, it should surprise nobody who is either a supporter of his or 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 even the least bit objective. Um. So I was reading today that they finally are officially canceling the cream of wheat guy. I called this back in like I don't know. August or July, I think the end, like in July, uh, when they decided to make Aunt Jemima ain't Jemima and cancel her, and then I think they canceled Uncle Ben, and I was like, well, it's only a matter of time before the cream of wheat guy gets the boot, and I think he officially is. So the progressive march towards eradicating the presence. Of black faces on food labels continues. I'm just wondering what's gonna be next. Uh, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is Stubbs barbecue sauce. Um, Stubbs barbecue sauce. Uh, there's there is a depiction of a black man 
on the bottle of Stubbs, although I'm not sure if they're going to cancel Stubbs uh, for for the for the black man on the on the label or if they're going to cancel Stubbs because it's a it's offensive to people who are amputees. So stay tuned. Um, finally finished Cobra Kai season two. I think I might have talked about that. Pretty good. I I hope that um, I hope that Netflix doesn't ruin season three. I hope they kept the same writers. I I wouldn't put it past them. I think uh, Elizabeth Shue is coming back, so that's exciting. Um, I hope they don't bring back the fucking guy from Karate Kid 3, and I sure as shit hope that we don't see Hillary Swank from the next Karate Kid. Um, you know, it, I just, we, we just need, to, there needs to be a limit. There needs to be a limiting principle here, and I think we just need to stop but the first two movies. Maybe bring Kimiko back. She was in Man in the High Castle. She still looks good. Um, I think a few other people, like three of the of the main characters from Karate Kid 2 are dead. So um, I even think uh, Chosen from Karate Kid 2 was in Man in the High Castle. I don't know. I think, I think Man in the High Castle, they, I think they cast like, 70% of all Asians who have ever worked in Hollywood uh, as Japanese people. So, But that's generally how it works in Hollywood. Uh, if, you, if you need Japanese people, just uh, hire a bunch of Koreans, and uh, no one will be able to tell the difference. Um, my wife has roped me into more trash TV. Uh, shocking, I know. Uh, the new show that we're watching is called Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset, uh, it, it's a show about a, a, real estate, a real estate brokerage called the Oppenheim Group. Um, it's run by two midgets, midget twins. They're not literally midgets. They look to be about five foot four, and they have nothing but females working for them. They're like really good looking, good looking females who wear platform shoes and high heels. So... When they're walking around with them, they just look like, uh, you know, Kevin Hart hanging out with The Rock. But, uh, you know, it's about, uh, you know, it's about real estate sales uh, in, in the greater Los Angeles area, mostly the Hollywood Hills and some in the Valley. But uh, one thing I noticed about this show is there's, uh, there's not a whole lot of selling going on. Uh, they'll they'll talk about they'll they'll show a property, and they'll even show these agents showing the property. And um, outside of that, is not whole much, not a whole lot. It's mostly chronicling the uh, the catty relationship between the female real estate agents. Which I mean, is there is there really any other relationship between female real estate agents? Um, I gotta say, so I'm, I'm a home inspector by trade and every time I have a problem with a real estate agent, it's almost exclusively, let me even say it's almost exclusively, it has been exclusively the female real estate agents. And I'm not, that's not even to say, look, look, 99% 
of female real estate agents that I encounter are fine. They're, they're really easy to work with. I, I like almost all of them. But it's just that one, every goddamn time I have something go down with an agent, it's a female. And I don't know what the fuck that's all about. I swear if someone didn't really know me that well and, and sort of just heard some of my clips, they would think that I'm this huge misogynist. And I just want to, I just want to, you know, make it clear that, that I am not a misogynist. Uh, I don't hate women as much as women hate women. Uh, I hate women uniquely. So that I am not a misogynist, but people that <laughs> people made a point, uh, of telling me this, you know, I need to be careful or, you know, one of these days my, my daughter is going to become some sort of a radical feminist. And my response to that is I I don't think that's actually ever going to happen because I plan on having a good relationship with my daughter. So yeah. All right. That does it for us tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to uh, talking to you all next week. All right, have a good night.